Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Good morning, friends, and welcome to our daily scripture reflection and prayer. Glad you could join me today. Let's turn to the Lord. We got an important passage from the book of Genesis that goes right to the heart of our pro-life cause. We're going to reflect on that together. Uh, let's, uh, let's turn to the Lord in repentance uh, for our sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord, we thank you and we praise you for this day. We thank you that we can be aware of you, that we have a relationship with you, that we can exercise virtue, seek you, expand our fidelity to your kingdom, bear witness to you before others, and Lord, we ask you today that we will be filled with the joy of saving lives and of advocating for those who have no voice. Forgive us all our sins. May we begin a new day focused on you, not mired in the baggage of the past, not letting others define today what we will think or what we will be concerned about or how we will feel, but rather moving forward in your grace and in your spirit, ready to exercise goodwill towards all and to serve our brothers and sisters. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Well, we have started yesterday in the readings um, assigned for the masses of these days, the book of Genesis, right, starting right at the beginning of the Bible. And today we continue the account of creation and it brings us to the creation of human life. Let's listen to this passage, Genesis 1, 20 to 2, verse 4. God said, Let the water teem with an abundance of living creatures, and on the earth let birds fly beneath the dome of the sky. And so it happened. God created the great sea monsters and all kinds of swimming creatures with which the water teems and all kinds of winged birds. God saw how good it was. And God blessed them, saying, Be fertile, multiply, and fill the water of the seas, and let the birds multiply on the earth. Evening came, and morning followed the fifth day. Then God said, Let the earth bring forth all kinds of living creatures, cattle, creeping things, and wild animals of all kinds. And so it happened. God made all kinds of wild animals, all kinds of cattle, and all kinds of creeping things of the earth. God saw how good it was. Then God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and the cattle, and over all the wild animals and all the creatures that crawl on the ground. God created man in his image. In the divine image, he created him. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them, saying, Be fertile and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and all the living things that move on the earth. God also said, See, I give you every seed-bearing plant all over the earth and every tree that has seed-bearing fruit on it to be your food. And to all the animals of the land, all the birds of the air, and all the living creatures 
that crawl on the ground. I give all the green plants for food. And so it happened. God looked at everything he had made, and he found it very good. Evening came and morning followed the sixth day. Thus the heavens and the earth and all their array were completed. Since on the seventh day God was finished with the work he had been doing, he rested on the seventh day from all the work he had undertaken. So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it he rested from all the work he had done in creation. Such is the story of the heavens and the earth at their creation. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, brothers and sisters, this passage gives us the verse that tells us God created us in his image and likeness. God is the creator of everything. But at the crowning, at the pinnacle of this creation, at the top, is human life. And he says things about human life that he doesn't say about any of the other things or living creatures that he made. That it is in his image and likeness that we are created. And some of what this means, because it means a lot of things, is brought out in this reading, some of it. For example, when he says he's creating us in his image and likeness, he then says, let them have dominion. We're sharing in something that God has, which is complete dominion. He has complete dominion over all creation. He is Lord. He's in charge. He has given us a share in that dominion. Have dominion over the other creatures. Have dominion over the earth. In a limited way, we never take the place of God. But, you know, you look around and you don't see the animals having museums of uh, human beings. You see human beings having museums about the animals. You obviously see the order of creation. Human beings are in charge on the earth, and we are able to develop the earth. We are able to order things in a way that facilitates our life. We obviously don't control everything. We don't control the weather. Uh, there's a lot of things we don't control. There's a lot of things about the earth we don't even know. But we obviously have a dominion that we exercise. And in that sense, we are like God, who is ruler over all. He also shows us something about what it means to be in his image and likeness when he says, be fertile and multiply. Now, he said that too earlier in the uh, passage here to the uh, creatures of the earth, be fertile and multiply. But only in regard to human beings, when he says be fertile and multiply, does he say fill the earth and subdue it? We are in charge. And our fertility is not just about biology. It's about love. And this goes to the heart of what it means to be made in the image and likeness of God. He creates all these other things, starting with the light, the darkness, the sun, the moon, etc., Scripture says that all creation gives glory to God. Psalm 
19, for example. The heavens declare the glory of God. And the firmament shows forth the work of his hands. But does it know what it's saying? Do the mountains know that they are giving glory to the majesty of God? Do the waterfalls freely choose to give praise to God? The things of creation give witness to God by their power, by their beauty, by their order, but they don't know it and they don't choose it. They have no choice. What's different about human beings may be by being made in the image and likeness of God, we give awareness to the praise that all creation gives to God. We, we, we give that praise also just, just by existing, but we're adding to this mind and will. We understand it, we choose it. We can decide to praise the Lord at any given moment. We can decide not to. We can say to the mountains and the rivers and the stars and the sun and the moon, as we see, for example, in that passage in the book of Daniel, mountains and hills, praise the Lord, seas and rivers, bless the Lord. We are giving intelligence and will to the praise that the rest of creation gives without even knowing it, without even choosing it. This is part of what it means to be made in the image and likeness of God. And in, at the core of that is simply the relationship we're able to have with God. The relationship. We choose to know God, to seek him, to love him, to be united with him, to praise him, and to serve him. We choose it. We can know him, and we can choose. We are capable of having a relationship with him. Creating us in his own image and likeness, furthermore, brings in the male and female component because there you have the complementarity of human beings and their fulfillment in being united with each other. In other words, we are fulfilled in communion of love, looking at the other person, giving ourselves to them, letting the other person give him or herself to us, and in that exchange of love, we find the meaning of life. In my interactions with Mother Teresa, she, you know, she would also always re repeat what she said also publicly many times, and the, the purpose, the meaning of life, to give and receive love. This is in the image of God, because in God, what do you have? The Father giving love to the Son. The Son giving love to the Father, their love being a person, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit loving them both. There's this community of love right within the one God. There are not three gods, but one. It's a communion of love. We are made in the image and likeness of God. We find our fulfillment in giving and receiving love. So brothers and sisters, this is right at the core of our pro-life message, isn't it? And right from the very beginning, from the very conception of a human being, you have this capacity for doing all these things. You don't have the actuality at that moment of a person knowing and loving and serving God there in the earliest development in the womb. Although the awareness of the unborn child, the awareness the unborn child has, is something we are learning more and more about if you read the the medical briefs, the scientific briefs in the Dobbs case, you see that the latest research is, is, is 
showing more awareness that the baby has in the womb. But putting that aside, a human life is always sacred and is always a person, even if at that moment they're not exercising the capability. A, you can take a grade school student and if you put him in a surgical unit, he or she can't perform surgery, but can that student eventually become a surgeon? Of course, there is the built-in capacity. Then they have to work and study and develop those skills and develop those talents if that's what they're called to do. But the human person has the capacity right from the beginning. So the, the fact that a person is not manifesting consciousness, conversation, awareness, choice, prayer, doesn't mean that they're less of a person, doesn't mean that they're less human. They have, the human being has that capacity right from the beginning. We are made in the image and likeness of God. We look at the other human being, no matter how different, no matter how much more dependent they may be than, than we are. And we see, and we are called to see the image of God. Going back again to Mother Teresa, she would talk about how adoring the Eucharist, worshiping the Lord in the sacred host, increases our reverence for human life. Because if we can see Jesus there behind the appearance of bread and wine, we can see Jesus in our neighbor behind whatever appearances they might have that are different from us. Whatever appearances they might have to suggest that they are different, to suggest that they are more dependent, maybe they are more sick than we are. That means they need more of our help, not less. If a baby in the womb is more dependent, or as people will say, well, the baby can't survive outside the womb, or well, not in the early stages of pregnancy. What is the argument there? Shouldn't the argument be, and doesn't that fact lead us to say, that the baby deserves more protection, not less? Since when is the fact that the baby needs more protection an argument to take protection away? The fact that the baby is more dependent at certain stages of life is an argument to give the baby more protection more attention, not less. Let's rejoice that we are made in the image and likeness of God, and let's renew our commitment to save and protect human life. I, I put a post up yesterday. I hope you saw it. Make sure you're connected with me on all the social media at FR Frank Pavone. And I remembered one of the instances where, the many instances where I've prayed in front of abortion facilities and one person in our group inadvertently had his toes over the property line and the person in the abortion bill came out yelling and screaming, get your feet off our property. And I was leading the prayers and I paused and I looked at them and I said, and when are you going to get your hands off God's property? Abortion goes into the sacred space of the womb and like a thief steals and destroys what belongs to God. You defend that baby, you're not only defending the baby's rights, you're defending the rights of the God who made that baby and who made us all in his image and likeness. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for this passage today, which brings us right to the foundation of our efforts for the right to life. Let us always rejoice that we, by our freedom, by our intellect and will, by the love we give and receive, by our share in your dominion over creation, and in so many other ways, we actually reveal to the world your image and likeness. And we give awareness and freedom to the praise 
that all creation gives to you. May we praise you today, Lord, especially by our loving service and by our defense of the most defenseless. Bless our unborn brothers and sisters. And Lord, bless all the needs and receive all the prayer requests today from your people, from those who are watching, from those who have put their requests in the comments or hold those requests in their hearts. May we experience your love today in your faithful answering of our prayers and granting of all that we need through Christ our Lord. Amen. Let's pray as he taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Lord Jesus, send us your blessing. You are the Savior, you are the Lord of life. Live in us, work through us, speak through us, serve through us today, witness through us today to the gift of human life made in your image and likeness. You live and reign forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Thanks, friends. Spread the word about these broadcasts. Share them. Thank you for that. And we will talk to you again later on. God bless. Hello, this is Father David Begany, one of the many members of Priests for Life. Priests are ministers of reconciliation, and we want to bring forgiveness and healing to those who have had the misfortune of aborting their children. The loss is great, but the healing in Jesus Christ is even greater. Our Silent No More awareness campaign enables people all over the world to share the stories of loss and healing after abortion. Listen to these stories and get involved with the campaign at Silent No This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.